It's the end of a long week. I was in third grade, and for some miraculous reason, my mom was able to pick me up from school. This was a rarity. With both parents working, I, like many other kids, was forced to ride the bus. Days when I was in the car line felt special, and it would all be perfect, except for one thing, my name. Two syllables, dole, say. Three syllables, ma, si, el. I sat with clammy hands on the green and yellow bleachers, anxiously waiting for the principal to butcher the pronunciation of my name. Or maybe she wouldn't. Maybe she would be familiar with me and recognize how to pronounce it. Do say Masia to cone six. I heard it and knew the humiliation that was about to set in. Soon she would say it out loud through a megaphone broadcasting it to my classmates that knew that that was not my name. I heard a giggle or two in the background and hung my head in shame as I walked out the double doors towards cone six. Fast forward a couple years and I don't really care anymore. In fact, I appreciate my difficult to pronounce name. I'm always met with confusion or endless questions about the origin of it. And now I'm a little braver and will correct anyone if they butcher it. So, Cecilia, what does it feel like to be once again more privileged than I? Am I more privileged than you? You know, my name is pretty long. Same. <laughs> True. I one time, well, you know, we were living in a country. Everyone, a lot of people called me Celia. Oh, so hard. Really? You weren't called Duke, Dolce, and Gabbana? Um, your teachers would always write the L and the, and the C on Dulce, like right beside each other. So it looked like a K. So you got called Duke a lot. <laughs> yeah. And I still do by certain cousins. Hi, Stephanie. <laughs> uh, she calls me Duke, but in return, I call her Stefancy because in the mail, she got uh, her name is Stephanie and it got accidentally written as Stefancy. How could you possibly mess up Stephanie? But I'll be honest. I kind of like Stefancy. <laughs> Honestly, I think we would have a good, like, buddy cop TV show, Duke and Stefancy. Like, it just has a ring to it. Like, think about it. Duke and Stefancy driving down the 901. Duke and Stefancy, La Cienega Boulevard, you know? Fighting crime. Premiering on ABC, this family-friendly show um, has everything you need. <laughs> Vampires. <laughs> Murder. Gold. You know what I do remember? Um... One time uh, we were in like student council, our little like, student council group in middle school and we had a Christmas party and we had a gift exchange and you had to, of course, write the name. It was like a secret Santa. Um, the guy that got me that had to get me something um, was really, 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 really super country. And when he gave me my gift, he <laughs> the name tag, he's like, I hope I spelled it right. And he put Cecilia. It was C E C I Y A. Cecilia. Like, see ya. But you know what? I wasn't too mad because I got a lot of Bath and Body Works products in the gift card. And that's middle school, so that's like prime gift right there. You're getting a Bath and Body Works? You know, I go by CC a lot, so I don't mind that. But I had a teacher in high school who couldn't even bother saying, well, definitely not my full name, but couldn't even say CC. So she said, I'm just going to call you C. I can't imagine people with like names, like X's in their names, like Javier or Jimena or something. These people would probably look at that and be like, how am I supposed to say that? I disagree. I feel like people would be like, Javier, oh, you mean Xavier? Okay, but what about Jimena with an X? 
Eximena. <laughs> That's probably gonna be like Eximena. But you know, you always know. You know when you're in, you were in school. Don't say when they're reading out the list and they take the longest pause and they just go, um, and either one, say it horribly, apologize, be like, I'm so sorry to whoever this is, or three, which has happened to me almost every single time, they skip it and pretend like I'm absent until I have to speak up and say, um, my name didn't get called. All right, what's your name? Oh, Dulce. Oh, I, I, I didn't see you there. And I'm like, I saw you take a 20 minute pause. I saw it and so did everybody else. Okay, that's horrible skipping it. Did you get the Marcel too? I got Marcel. I got Maciel. I got Maciel. I got Maciel. I got it all. I got my seal, like the animal, like my seal. Wait. So it would be Cecilia, my seal. <laughs> Wait. My seal is uh, the parent company of Wet Seal. <laughs> They're opening up a new store called My Seal. To see you, My Seal. <laughs> Shout out to all the people that know what Wet Seal is back in the day. Was it clubbing outfits? Was it a Tuesday <laughs> school outfit? I don't know, but it had everything. Were you a 12-year-old that wanted to go to a club? Wet Seal. It, it's. I think when you're younger, you're like, oh my God, how embarrassing. Like, why can't my name be a little easier? Like, I don't know. Brooke, <laughs> or like you know, you wish you had a little bit easier name to pronounce. But I think as you get older, you're like, literally, you will be fine. I will say Hassan Minaj, Hassan, Hassan, Minhaj, who's super cute, by the way. Duh, and he's going on tour and not coming to Nashville. So thanks a lot, Hassan. Anyways, I pronounced his name wrong from the beginning, Hassan Minaj, and I'm sure everyone thinks it's the same thing. So it was nice to hear. You know how you're actually supposed to pronounce it. But you hear something like if you know how to say, you know, certain. If you can say Timothy Chalamet, you can say Dulce Maciel. That's all I'm saying. And that's what Hassan said. And I'm stealing that line from him. As you get older, I think you learn to be like, nope, this is how you say my name. Or don't be like, oh, just call me whatever. I mean, I think when I was younger, we'd be like, yeah, whatever, CCC, whatever, call me whatever. But it's like, it's literally... It, there's literally, you know what the only thing that helped people with mine is that Simon and Garfunkel. Gar- <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. Cecilia <laughs> Maciel has been canceled. Please cancel her. She's disrespecting all my faves. Sorry. That Simon and Garfunkel song, Cecilia. It's literally the only song I know from them. So sorry, Lutze. I know. I'm a fake fan. So you say they would say, oh, like the song. Umid. I would be in class and be like, Dulce, oh, like Dolce de Leche? And I'm like, oh. no. Oh, like Dolce and Gabbana? No. Or a new thing that I've just done, instead of saying my name, um, I'll be like, oh, what's your name? Ali Mosiel. <laughs> I do that way too much. It's actually kind of fun, though. Dolce de Leche. Wait, let's go with this. If you can say Dolce, all you have to do is change the ch to a sa. Sa. <laughs> Sa, 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 this is like a Cumbia King song. Please stop listening to this. Like, go ahead and cancel us already. I'm done. For those who don't know the Cumbia Kings, they got me through life. <laughs> Which, um, did you know that they sang Cumbia Kings on Glee? No, they did not. Yeah, well, they did like Cucaracha. Which, it, their version of it. Okay, well, maybe we should stop talking about Cumbia Kings. But let's just talk before we move on. <laughs> Cumbia Kings literally get me through the work day, okay? For those who have never listened to Cumbia Kings, it is 
the brother, Selena's brother, uh, started it, and it was his group. There's some good bops. If you've ever watched uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, then you know who Cobia Kings is. Yes, because if you ever watched Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, you remember that one um, scene where she is in... Where was she anyways? It was like some faraway Latin American land. But I don't know if they ever said Colombia? She no. was in Mexico. She was in Mexico, never mind. But she's in like <laughs> one of the Colombian buses. Like some of those buses that are like typical in Colombia. So anyways, and pretty much the whole time it was sepia colored. Duh. Because Mexico is sepia colored. According to... The movie. So, anyways, love Queen Kings. But let's talk a little bit about just our elementary school days. This whole season, we're going to talk about education from elementary school to graduate school. And Dulce, you and I have pretty different um, experiences when it comes to elementary school. I, for one, started second grade here when I first moved to the U.S. I was like six or seven, so I started second grade. And you started, well, you started from the beginning, preschool, right? Yes, I was a wee taught, and uh, I started in preschool. I want to compare what our experiences were. Tell me, what do you remember about elementary school? Literally everything. You could ask me anything about elementary school, and I'd be like, yes, of course. I know it all. I remember your graduation. From preschool, you're wearing a pink dress. Floral. Florals for spring. Iconic. And I also remember you were on the spelling bee. I was. Not iconic. Which word made you lose? Uh, it could. I literally don't remember. I could spell vampire, but couldn't tell you how to spell yellow. So, you know, we went to a very small elementary school, as we have talked in the past, in a very small, not very diverse town. And I remember that, you know, I knew nothing besides bathroom. And that was it. And I remember... That was what Allie taught me that. She was like, okay, you're going to go to school. As long as you can say, excuse me, where's the bathroom? You're fine. And that's the f- only phrase I could say at first. But for some reason, I do not... Re- I can remember everything, but I don't remember not knowing English. Like, I, f- I feel like I started preschool and I was like, yes, I am fluent. Because I think you heard Allie and I... And let, before we even keep going, let's start with the fact that Allie, Allie was, I want to say, preschool or kindergarten? Kindergarten. It was kindergarten. So when she first started, people could not say, her first name is Idalia. People could not say that. She goes by Alejandra. The teacher and the kindergartners could not say Alejandra. So in Spanish, you know, our family calls her Ale, A-L-E, which in English is technically Al. L. L, sorry, L. So then they're like, we're going to call you Allie, but we will write it like L, A-L-E. So that's why she goes by Allie, but it's really written A-L-E, not what you would typically think, A-L-L-Y. And that's on white people not wanting to learn how to pronounce a child's name. Also, like, if anyone's name's going to get gentrified, of course it was going to be Allie's. Like, that probably set her up for the path that she's on now. Have you or your loved one's name been gentrified? You may be entitled to compensation. Call 1-800-YOU'RE-NOT-YOUR-REAL-NAME <laughs> to receive more information. You could be a part of a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Call 1-800-THAT'S-NOT-MY-NAME. <laughs> Anyways, um, so 
for me, it was very different. I really, I had been practicing a little bit. I remember trying to say fork and I kept saying the F word as one does. Right, right. Accidentally. And so I didn't know anything. So they put me in a classroom and there were no Spanish speakers. The No one spoke Spanish. There was not a single little Latino in there. No one. Um, it was just me, my brown little self, and a lot of little white kids. And so the teacher wasn't very patient and she didn't really know what I was saying. I remember trying so hard to say scissors, like I need scissors. And I learned how to say scissors, but I couldn't say it. And so I was literally showing her that she could not understand me. And so they moved me classrooms because she couldn't understand a single word I was trying to say. And so I got moved to um, another classroom where there was a one more brown kid and she spoke very minimal Spanish and so she kind of helped me and the teacher was a lot nicer and a lot more patient. Then just down the road, <laughs> down the hall, there was, she ended up being my friend like all throughout high school and middle school, but she actually spoke Spanish. She was born in the US, but she actually spoke much better Spanish and she was the one who interpreted for me. And let me tell you, I did so well that what I was in second grade, literally by the end of the year, I was interpreting for new kids. And by fourth grade, I was the star interpreter for new kids. In two years, I was promoted. I only did ESL for one year, and it was when I was in um, kindergarten. And all throughout elementary school, if there was a, a Mexican child or, yeah, I was going to say Latino child, but no, they were all Mexican. There was a Mexican child that came from mexico and was like registering for school i would be called up from the middle we would like be taking a test we need dulce masiel up in the front office you were how old what great but i feel like that also happened to me but they did not did they call you on the intercom they called me on the intercom this was second through fifth grade actually into middle school too they would be like oh can you speak to his mom we're not sure what she's trying to say and i'd be like yes um Seven years old. Ma'am, what, what were you trying to say? What's going on here? What's the situation? <laughs> Hi, I'm trying to register my child for school. Of course. Just give me his personal information and I'll write that down. <laughs> and this continued into middle school as well. And we, I remember we got a new girl whose name was Maria because creativity. Um, and she she knew english she knew english i <laughs> that bothered me so much and i would have to go into a separate room and translate her entire test while also taking my test it was like three pages worth of like questions and i would have to translate that and it was all multiple choice so <laughs> i had a great time what a disservice to make you translate while taking the test, that's messed up. And let's say, I just want to say that um, the elementary school, the middle school, and the high school in our town owes us uh, backloft compensation for all of the interpreting that we did. Were you a child interpreter? You may be entitled to compensation. Call 1-800-CHILD-INTERPRETER to join the lawsuit against your county school system. Thank you. And, you know, some people that maybe went to bigger schools or more diverse schools might think, why was there not an adult? Where is the bilingual 
counselor? Where is the bilingual teacher? Where is the bilingual, uh, what do they call them here? I know that in the school system here, they have like bilingual advocate or something like that. They were just the ESL teacher. And also they don't exist because the ESL teachers, there were only like two ESL teachers for all the schools. And they weren't there every day. They would have to go to each school different days to teach ESL. So they, the bilingual coordinator, the bilingual whatever did not exist. We were the bilingual advocates and coordinators. I was seven years old being a bilingual coordinator. Honestly, I think that explains so much about me now. So yeah, uh, for those who may be wondering, we just didn't have that. And I know, you know... Me at work, sometimes I go to school, so they don't have that. But there usually tends to be maybe like a teacher or someone or a secretary. Nope. And a lot of these more rural places that are a little less diverse, you do with what you make, do with what you've got. And um, you end up having a job as a seven-year-old plus going to school. Maybe that's why I've been able to handle going to school and working because... I've been doing it for so long. I was such a teacher's pet. So like I felt like I feel like that's always been my life having like 10 jobs and then also doing my schoolwork because it'd be like, can you go get this from the office? Can you go file these copies? Can you go get this other teacher? But also you still have to do your work. Why are we like that? Why? Why are we seeking approval (laughs) from adults? (laughs) My Brittany impression. That's not my Brittany impression. That's my making fun of people impression. I think it's interesting that, of course, when we were younger, we only knew Spanish. I feel like I never just knew Spanish. Like, I've always known English. (laughs) You were born multilingual. I had to be because, like, my thoughts have never been in Spanish. It was all English all the time. And we only had friends who spoke English. And then... From then, we just started speaking English at home. So that's when it all started in elementary school because you have to put so much effort into the language. When you get older, like you just get used to just talking that one language. And then all of a sudden, it takes over and becomes your main language, which I think is crazy. Yeah, I literally, I cannot even fathom trying to think in Spanish. Sometimes even speak, I'm just like, what? When you're in school and you have to figure it out and you have to learn the language, that's what happens. So I I will say, though, like once I got to, you know, third grade was really tough for me. Fourth grade, I got better and fifth grade was a blast. And I had fun in elementary school. I had a good time. Did you you like your overall besides, you know, having to work a job and go to school at seven years? Yes. Um, Having to provide for my family. Yeah, of course. Um, besides, you know, being a bilingual, Queen? <laughs> a bilingual advocate and interpreter at seven years old, did you like your elementary school experience? I think I did, but I was the same as I am now. So I was just like worried about everything. So I think in some parts I was like, yeah, this is fun. But I also feel like I, I didn't let myself be a child because I always felt like, oh, I have to be the older one. I have to be m- me. The older one? No, like in my grade or in my class, I have to be the responsible one I I had this weird thing in my brain like I have to be the responsible one I have to be the smart one I have like it was like a competition in my brain and that song being first generation well everyone it has been 
so nice to talk to you a little bit about our elementary school experience. We want to hear from you. Um, what was your elementary school experience like? Did you also have a part-time job as an interpreter? Or maybe did your school have an interpreter? We are so excited to continue talking about our education experience. And we hope to see you in our next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it and leave us a review. If you have a story you would like to share regarding today's episode, email your story at menosmal.goodness at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on an episode. To hear more from us, head to our blog at www.menos-mal.com. This episode was written and edited by your hosts, Dulce Maciel and Cecilia Maciel Martinez. The theme music for this podcast is by Mario Martinez. This has been a Menos Mad podcast. <laughs>